In this episode, we discuss where we've been, happiness, and jobs you simply don't want. Welcome to Colored by Design. This discussion series looks at design issues through a uniquely biased lens. Our hope is to empower a new breed of creative as they enter into, mature, and navigate through the business world. I'm Corwin, Senior Global Creative Director. And I'm Jesse, Senior Experience Designer. Let's get into it. Hey man, how's it going? Good, good. How are you? Excellent. Excellent. Good to see you again. Yeah, good to see you. Back at it again. Yep. I can't... Uh, I love it. I love being here. Love the opportunity to chat. It's been... I missed it. Yeah. No, it's... We've, we've been playing with a couple of different formats and, and things like that since the beginning of the year. But yep. sometimes, you know, keep it simple. Keep it simple. I mean, we <laughs> sat down. We were trying to shoot video. We did a couple of video takes and they turned yeah. out okay. Yeah. Um, so complicated. Yeah. Every time you see a good video on the internet, you really got to think there's a lot of production value behind that. Exactly. And my hat's off to the men and women that do those great videos. But we realized, and even as we were talking about it, we we're, you know, kind of, you know, really want to do the video. But we said, really, what are we trying to accomplish? Yeah. What's our goal? What's our mission? You know, and when we started this podcast last year, it was really about trying to share knowledge and info with, you know, a new breed of designers. Yeah. They navigate this business world. And we realized that, you know, this is a great format for us to do it. Yeah. Um, we'll still do some video to promote the podcast and other things, but yeah. I think this is really working for us where we get a great opportunity to talk very candidly one-on-one with everybody, no holds barred, yeah. and uh, just be ourselves and, and give you everything that we get on a day-to-day and stuff that we've read, learned, and, and, and observed and had passed on to us. So. Yeah, you know, it's so funny. Often we hear about, and I hear a lot about, omni-channel, omni-channel design strategies and omni-channel marketing or content strategies. And a lot of people think that omnichannel means you do the same thing in each channel. Oh, interesting. Um, but really, well, I don't want to oversimplify, but that is an over, oversimplification. Right. But really what you should do is optimize your content for each channel that you're putting it in. Right. So what you need to do for video might be different than what you need to do for audio. And we ran into that with looking at our cuts and saying, <laughs> I'm bored watching this. That's How right. do we change the way that this looks to people? Whereas when we're speaking on an audio format or in a podcast, it's easier to just kind of wrap back and forth and yep. not need to do the bottom ticker like ESPN does. There's a That's reason right. with all these TV shows, they have all the production that they have and they have the cuts and the visuals and everything that's happening there just to keep the, keep the attention. So yep. that's not to say we're not going to do it, but it is to say that we're continuing to think about how to do it properly. Well, what I love about what you just said is that, guys, that's the design process. Yep. You iterate, you test, you try, you have a hypothesis, a vision, a plan, you execute on it, review it, you know, and really get back to the core. And it comes back to something that we've said over and over and over and over again. Know your goals and objectives. Why are you doing what you're doing? Yep. What's the value you're trying to bring to X, Y, or Z? Yeah. And again, like I said, we looked at the stuff and, you know, both Jesse and myself are some handsome dapper dudes. <laughs> Um, but it was just like, nah, I'm bored. Yeah. You know, it's nothing against Jesse, nothing against me. And the system was great. The camera quality was great. Yeah. It's just like, nah, it's just too much. That's not what we want to do. So, and I think that also kind of leads to something else where you need to trust the people that you work with. Yeah. Absolutely. I, we've done, and I've, I get frustrated internally because just like inside baseball here, but we've done this whole video shoot thing at least four or five different ways, different times. Right. And, you know, each time there's always something to come back to where Corwin will point out, like, I'm kind of bored with this, or oh, I don't like that, or oh, the quality isn't great here. And I think that there is a temptation to just be frustrated with that and not want to do it anymore. But you have to understand and you have to trust your collaborators. And in this case, 
uh, if Corwin says it's not good, just from my perspective, but I think this applies to a lot of designers in a lot of different scenarios. If someone says to you that's not good and you have a relationship with them, you should trust them because they ultimately have your best interest at heart. And I think so often we can get caught up in trying to fight back and forth for our opinion or what we think is right. And we really need to learn, all of us need to continue to get better at actually listening right? and saying, okay, what is the core reason why you're saying what you're saying? That's right. Let me step back and and really look at it objectively or as as objectively as I can and say, you know what? Okay. You know, because if he's saying that, you know, we don't want anybody else to say it too, right? Absolutely. And I think that one of the things that, you know, we have to keep remembering, you know, and I said this literally today in in a meeting, I am not at all focused on getting my own way. Yeah. My, what I am focused on making sure is that anymore my own way is what solves the problem right so if the problem is that we're trying to you know grow revenue at x percent or make it an efficient way for our developers to do something or other or make sure that our sales organization has the you know information they need to go and sell these these deals or these these products yeah then that's what we need to focus on yeah it doesn't matter if i'm getting my own way or not i i I, i'm not right all the time Mm -hmm. not right half the time right it's about what are we trying to accomplish yeah and designers have a terrible 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 time of trying to get their own way right and it's like yo that's not why you exist yeah you exist to solve problems you exist to add value to the project, to the business, to the initiative, to the mission, to the vision, whatever it is. Yeah. And you happen to be using your design skills to do it. Yep. You know, uh, in the finance department, they happen to be using their finance skills to do it. Mm-hmm. In the product world, they happen to be using their market analysis skills or they happen to be using their developer skills or, you know, they happen to be using those particular skills. And I would hope that a QA person isn't sitting down QA in your work and say, you know what? I don't like the way this looks. I'm trying to get my way. I'm going to, you know, report it as a bug. Right. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. That's not your job. Your job is to help get this through in the best way possible based on what we presented to you. So, you know, if you feel yourself kind of tensing up when somebody's giving you feedback about something that's your baby or you feel really passionate about it or whatever, even when you're amongst friends or you're, you know, working on a collaborative, you know, podcast or, mm-hmm. or a, a design piece at work. Yeah. Make sure you recognize, ooh, why am I getting tense? Why am I getting defensive? Why am I getting mildly offended in my own little spirit here? Yeah. And what is it that I'm trying, what I'm here to do? Yeah. Always bring it back to purpose. Yeah. You know? And it's, it's much easier to do that when you have a base of trust. And that's really, yeah. it's all about the trust. It's all about the relationships. I I was sharing with my wife not too long ago uh, the opportunity that we had when some of our executives were up up in uh, at our office up from other offices um, and we had the opportunity to go out to dinner Mm. and I feel like those are the most productive work items I do you know in all day Mm. is if I get the opportunity to not talk about work and just sit with people that are making decisions and just get to know them as people. Right. I mean, if you can have that rapport with someone where you know who they are outside of the office and you know, even within the office, you can build this sense that they have your best interests at heart, especially if you're working with someone who hired you. Right. You know, often you think like they're looking to micromanage. You might think they're looking to micromanage you or 
any number of different things, but really they want you to succeed because your success makes them look better. That's right. So, well, nobody's going to hire a bunch of idiots, right? They're going to hire the best people they can. Yeah. Good managers do. Yeah. So just the sense that if you can really truly believe that your collaborators have your best interest at heart, reviews and critiques and challenges, they just become so much easier to work through. It's like, I'm pointing to a real issue that you need to address in this design. Not because I don't like you. I like you. I want you to succeed. So please help me get this addressed. Yep. There's a good, there's a good old, old scripture. I can take you out of church one time. But it says you agree with your adversaries quickly, mm-hmm. you know, and it's kind of talking about if somebody's coming to sue you, just agree with them quickly. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're right or wrong. Who cares? Yeah. If you agree with them, then you really minimize the, the blowback, the tension, the stress. So, for example, if somebody comes to you and they say, hey, Corwin, hey, Jesse, uh, I was looking at this piece of work or I, w- I had some feedback on something you presented or shared. I'd like to share my thoughts. Immediately open up and welcome it. Yeah. Hey, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on in. What, what's, what is it? What can I help you with? Well, you know, when you said this, I thought that. Or when you showed this, I thought that. Oh, okay, what were you thinking? Yeah. Oh, well, I was thinking when you said this, it was blah, 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 blah. Oh, good point, good point. I see your point. I see your point. Yeah. Acknowledge what they're bringing to you. That doesn't mean that you're right, they're wrong. Right. Or they're wrong, you're right. It doesn't matter. It just means, hey, I accept your feedback. Let me take a look at that and consider it. Yeah. Because you might be opening me up to something else that I don't know about. Yep. And just embrace it quickly. But if they walk in the door and say, hey, I got something I want to share with you about your work. Why? What do you think? What are you talking about? No. What, what do you mean? What? Yeah. It's like, hold on. Now you've already got defensive. You've already got your guard up. Yeah. They're defensive. It's not going to be a productive environment. But you're right, Jesse. I mean, having those relationships are, are a big part of being successful in life and in business. Yeah. Um, you know, going golfing. You see it kind of as the cliche business yeah. kind of thing that, oh, guys went golfing together. Yeah. Went and had a couple of drinks after work. It is that. So that I can really just get to know you on a personal level and break down some of these barriers and say, hey, look, I'm a friend. Yeah. You know, I'm a colleague. I'm a partner. I'm not here trying to. I'm a person. I'm a person. It's not just your coworker. I have a whole other thing. Yeah. You know, and it ties back into that kind of whole bring your whole self to work discussion that we had from a few episodes ago. Yep. Uh, and that kind of leads into what we wanted to talk a little bit about today. Um, you mentioned that you had some some thoughts around happiness. I'd be love to. I'd love to hear. Yeah. So, um, you know. Uh, Chamatha Palihapitiya, I believe is the way you pronounce his name. Nice. Not quite sure. Is that close? <laughs> close, good. yeah. Right. Gotta be, right? Yeah, so he, he's a billionaire and he's a VC now, but he was one of the early guys at Facebook, made a ton of money. Yeah. Um, he's, he's, you know, invested in a lot of companies. And I was listening to um, Kara Swisher's podcast this morning and he was on there. And he was talking about how he's made all this money and he's still unhappy. Yeah. Well, he's finding his happiness now. Yeah. But he was terribly unhappy and he was saying, you know, Silicon Valley is one, a very unhappy place. He's like, in order to be uh, fully successful in a Silicon Valley environment, you have to be content and happy with yourself. Right. Is really what he was getting at. And he's saying, you know, because it's, it's, it's really an environment that has brought a lot of value to the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of uh, uh, dissatisfaction that comes with it only because you think, you know, his point was kind of. You know, we create all these things. We make yeah. a mountain of money. Yeah. We invest in stuff. People make a killing. We make a killing. We yeah. pay out a lot of money. And then we buy these cars and houses and vacations and our teams and just all this ridiculous wealth. Right. And he's like, and it's not satisfying. Right. Unless you are satisfied almost inwardly. Right. And, uh, you know, I wanted to talk about that in your, in your job. You know, really what makes you happy 
A, in your, in your world. Right. And then when it comes to your job. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that quote is interesting. And obviously we don't know the people in Silicon Valley very well or at all. We just know them as figures in the news or figures on Twitter uh, where we read about their exploits. But one of the things that I've always admired, and we're going to bring it up, um, about Elon and the things that he's trying to do and accomplish in the industry, but really for humanity, is that it's not driven by a profit motive. It's driven by a deeply held belief that the direction that he's pointing Tesla and SpaceX are a net good for humanity. And so while he endures a lot of self-inflicted trials and tribulations, taunting the SEC or, or giving really aggressive dates for the, the times that things are going to happen, you get the sense that this drive to fulfill these missions is, gives, his, gives him purpose. I don't know really if that can if that is necessarily happiness, I don't know him well enough to know if he's happy or not. But he seems to be doing things that he wants to do the way that he wants to do them, and it brings him fulfillment. And it seems like he's having fun doing it. Right, for sure. Um, And so often, you know, we can end up in places where we're doing our job because we need the money to pay the bills to X, Y, Z. Right. And if there is no core kind of driving mission, driving purpose for why you're doing those things, you can quickly spiral into, you know, a really dark place and and be depressed about, you know, just toiling your life away for no reason. Right. And so I think that having that core kind of mission can help you achieve some semblance of happiness. Totally. I think you do have to have your, uh, your own, um, North star, as some people yep. put it, like yep. what, what is your guiding principle while, you know, with doing the things that you choose to do, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, on, on, on LinkedIn this week, I don't, I don't really share personal things too often, mm-hmm. but, uh, the last couple of weeks was just really interesting time. My, my sister who had been battling, uh, lung cancer, she, uh, ended up passing away mm-hmm. and, uh, she was only given six months to live about a year ago. Mm-hmm. So she got an extra five or six months out of the deal. Yeah. And she embraced it so amazingly well when she got the news. Right? Obviously, it's devastating and hard to hear that this is what's coming. Right. Um, but, you know, she really took the right approach to it. She's like, hey, I'm going to do what I can to keep it going. And I'm going to live my best life in these last, you know, the time I have left. And, wow. and we're going we're gonna to keep going. So she did really, really good. It was awesome. And when we were there, um, you know, uh, you know, the family was together and the team at the hospital was amazing. Mm-hmm. And those people had a mission, right? Their mission was to make life as pleasant as possible for the people that had to deal with this part of life. Right. And man, I tell you, they were the sweetest, kindest people. Uh, they hugged you. Mm-hmm. They, they told you, cause I asked, Hey, what's going to happen at this you know, we're going into a different phase that we've never experienced before. What can I expect? Right. You're like, oh, you're going to see this. You're going to see this. Don't worry about that. Remember, there's nothing we can do. We're just helping her here. And then mm-hmm. this and that. And if you hear these things, that's fine. It's okay. Encourage it. It's good. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you guys are amazing. Yeah. They genuinely are on a floor where families are coming in and out all day, losing loved ones. And they are instilling a peaceful joy yeah. into that experience. And they're the most compassionate folks so they're not there for the money. 
Right. Even though the hospital is going to send, unfortunately, the family a whopper of a bill, I'm sure after all this is done. Right. They are there as agents of love and comfort and and those things, right? They're not there for the paycheck. Yeah. I mean, that's their job. Yeah. But it is not about a paycheck with those people. Mm -hmm. They didn't care what religion we were. They were giving you encouraging words. They didn't care if they were politically correct or incorrect. They did Mm -hmm. not care. Yeah. They were like, no, this is what you need right now. Right. And it helped all of us. I mean, we walked out of there hugging all of them. Right. You know what I mean? So it was it was an amazing experience. It was awesome. Yeah. But even with that, I shared that um, a few months prior, Mm -hmm. um, I had shared. you know, with a friend, well, now a friend, yeah. uh, she reached out on LinkedIn, her name was Tracy, and she reached out on, on LinkedIn to ask some advice about, you know, career development, where should she go, mm-hmm. blah, 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 and, yeah. you know, we started talking about design and research and, and product and this, that, and the other, and through our conversations, you can kind of hear in her voice that, hey, this thing's kind of, you know, her interest might be lie somewhere else, right? and uh, we pivoted over to product management. Now, I work in product management, but I would not necessarily say that I know product management coming and going. Right. But I gave her a few pointers, gave her some insights on what I did know from working in our in our company and this, that, and the other. And she took it, ran with it, and basically ended up getting a job as a product manager um, at a new company. Oh, wow. You know, so for Corwin, that was awesome yeah. because my whole goal, my whole modus operandi, the reason why we do this podcast is I love to give it away. Yep. Whatever I've learned, I'm not trying to share it because we think we're hot stuff. I think both Jesse and I like to share because freely give and freely give. Right. You know, we came by it either by studying, osmosis, friends, sharing, work experience. But hey, man, if what we know can help other people, then I think we've we've done something for for our community. Yeah. And it's not driven by profit. Yeah. We don't make any money. We have zero sponsorships. We get no benefit mm-hmm. monetarily out of this other than knowing that we're sharing information out in the universe it's helping other people yeah we get to hang out with each other and share and encourage one another yeah and uh it's it, it that's the driver yep you know what i mean so make sure what you're doing you have your own north star and you have your own definition of what brings you happiness and align the rest of your life and career search and study habits and and passions and things with those things that bring you joy not yeah just dollars and cents yeah I think that is a really beautiful point um, in speaking with the, you know, your example of the, the hospital staff. And, and that's something that I see shared throughout uh, the number of people that I know that are really, truly happy with what they're doing, even in the midst of incredibly trying times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is something I can point to my wife as an example of. She's always loved dentistry mm. since, since the time that she was a, ch- a child, a toddler. Really? Really? Um, and That's she cool. want, always knew that she wanted to be able to help people in this specific way. That She was passionate about this craft and wanted to be able to assist people and bring, you know, specifically lower income people the same kind of experience that she had as she was going through these clinics. Now, there's a whole range of things that you have to be able to do in order to get to that point to be able to provide incredibly high level dental care at little to no cost, right? That requires Mm. money from somewhere. Yep. Someone's paying for it. So you have to, uh, maybe you're chasing a certain amount and I'm helping her to to chase this as well, a certain amount of capital so that you can reinvest that in those experiences. So Mm. money is the means to the end, but it's not the end in and of itself. That's right. And we see, you know, so many happy and successful people have that North star, but it can be difficult to find for individuals like, how does my job today reflect my personal mission, right? Sometimes it's like, hey, I just need to, I got to pay my rent. 
Yeah. I mean, it might not always work at a company that has a really strong kind of North Star in that way. And, and some of the, one of the things I've noticed working where I work now is our mission to uh, assist the, the folks that, you know, we are focused on serving is so strong and everyone in that culture rallies around that mission and speaks to it every day and says, Love it. regardless of what your personal feelings might be in regards to the, the politics or the actions that we take in other places around the world, there are p- individuals, there are people who are really affected by this and families who are really sure. affected by this, who have made the decision to serve. That's right. And there has to be some sort of support structure around those people to, to give back to them. So in situations where um, you don't feel that you can have a North Star, that you've really figured it out, what makes me tick? Why am I here? Right. What value can I provide to other people? You can sometimes draw from the association that you uh, work for if that's there, or you can find a, a, a project that's happening in the world, a, a community, an outreach program, something that kind of fulfills, scratches an itch for you and really kind of buy into that. Because I think that that can really help in regards to figuring out what that happiness means for you. That's right. And, and, and you know, it's interesting you say that, like the vision of, of your organization is strong. It's through mm-hmm. and through. It's in everybody. Yep. And everybody believes that you speak to it every day. Mm-hmm. And I've been a part of organizations where that is true. And whether you have success or not, mm-hmm. The unity of the people and 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 it, and it drives decision making and everything else that we do. Mm-hmm. It's an extremely powerful uh, tool to have a yeah. shared vision, yeah. a common goal. Yep. And and I was reading an article. I was trying to find it, but it was on uh, Harvard Business Review, and it was talking about. And I'm probably gonna get this wrong, but it's like why, where, or why visionary leadership fails. Mm-hmm. And really, they went on and on. But my takeaway was part of the reason why visionary leadership fails, according to this article, and I think we've seen it in real life, Mm -hmm. is that parts of the organization believe and other parts don't even know. Right. You know, so you might have a visionary CEO and uh, like, you know, like a Steve Jobs or Oprah Winfrey or Elon Musk or somebody like that. Mm -hmm. And and they have this grand vision of how the world should, should function, look, work, et cetera. Yeah. And then if their leadership team doesn't embrace that strategy fully or mm-hmm. that vision as well, mm-hmm. there could be a potential disconnect, the beginning of the disconnect there. And then they can't pass it on down to the other uh, individual contributors and management teams and, 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 and or parts of the organization. Right. You start to not have a common vision anymore. Right. And it, and it falls apart. So the key to having good success and a shared common goals is making sure that Everybody speaks to it every day. Yep. Everybody does their part to champion that and think about those people or those things or the, the cause that we're really working towards. Yep. You know, and like I said, I've seen it in organizations where it was an everyday kind of mantra. Yep. Um, I've worked with other corporations where it's in everything they do. Um, and I've worked in corporations where they say it on one hand, but they don't really believe it on the other. Yep. You know, and, and, and you definitely you definitely need that. But um yeah, it's, it's, it's a good article, Harvard Business Review, Why Visionary Leadership Fails. Um, but, but it's definitely, um, you got to be aligned. Absolutely. And that, that, let's transition into our, our last topic, 
um, for the day is really, and it kind of it kind of relates to this. How do you deal with a job or jobs or job opportunities mm-hmm. that you don't really believe in? Right. You know, you had an opportunity um, recently. I've had opportunities in the past, and you know, I'll share an opportunity about a intentional interview that I didn't <laughs> do well on because I didn't want the job. Yeah. You know, how do you, so how do you deal with, you know, jobs you don't want or, but it looks, it looks enticing on with the paycheck and the benefits and the, 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 the resume and the, yeah. the logo next to your name. Yeah. How do you deal with that? How do you, how do you stay focused? Yeah. So I had one funny example and this was a couple of jobs ago when I was on the hunt um, and I was interviewing at a number of different places one of the places I was interviewing at, I, I woke up in the morning and it was it was time to drive over to the office for the interview. And I was like driving down the road and I pull up to the office on the left and I, I take one look at the building and I'm yes. like, oh, no, this isn't going to work. Yes, sir. And there was a gate. There was a gate that you had to drive in to get into the building. So yep. I drove into the gate. I rolled up. I, I got out of the car. I walked into the building and like i i went in there's a set of double doors i went in the first door right i stopped i turned around and i just left and just ghosted hey. now that's not i'm not recommending that people do that i am but i think that <laughs> you know you're you're wasting your time and you're wasting their time yeah by continuing if you can just get the sense i don't even i don't want to come here every day that's right um now there's another example where it was just not the right you know other examples where it may not be the right fit or you know, they might be pursuing you or recruiting you or, or what have you. And you feel that you're, that you're in a better space currently. Right. Um, and, and, and for often for those, you know, you, you want to let them down kindly or not even let them down kindly, just communicate like, Hey, I don't think this is the right opportunity for me right now, but right. we'd love to be interacting with you more in the future for other things. So, yeah. Um, but you had one that you were, you were talking about. Well, yeah. Well, well, first I do want to say, I, Hey, let's be clear guys. Certain, I bet you, for those of you that are listening to this, we probably all share a similar, a similar piece of the story in that mm-hmm. we're all designers. Yeah. We're all creatives. Yeah. We all like our shoes or our cars <laughs> or our lofts or our homes or our phones or whatever. So the atmosphere means a lot to us. Mm-hmm. And I swear to you, I'm exactly the same. If I walk into a place, I'm like, mm, no, yeah. this ain't going to work. My wife makes fun of me because I can't go to certain restaurants because the lighting is not right. Mm-hmm. And I don't care high end, low end. It doesn't matter. I can't do blue fluorescent lights. It drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but to Jesse's point, I would agree. Don't ghost them. Let's definitely go in and have a polite conversation and maybe communicate that it's not what you wanted or da 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 da. Because you never know. Also, mm-hmm. there might be something there that you didn't expect. Or hey, yeah. this is just our temporary office. Yep. Then you know, there you go. we you got a new it. place that's getting renovated downtown. <laughs> oh, yeah. great. You know yeah. so. But you also don't want to ruin your rep. You right. don't want to ruin your brand, right? You want to be a person of integrity and make sure that you, you know, are, are honoring your commitment to show up at mm-hmm. whatever time and have the conversation. Yeah. So, um, you know, I've had I've had things and, and I've had times where I was uh, asked to participate in a in a in an in a interview or something, and you know, it, it's one of those things where sometimes you don't you know you don't want it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you get yourselves in a situation where you should have said no from the get go, <laughs> yeah. you know, but you're trying to be nice. Yeah. You're trying to say, wow, I really appreciate that this person thinks highly of me and, yeah. you know, so, so highly that they want me to come down here and have this conversation. But unfortunately, sometimes it's just not a right fit. Right. And you know it long before. But I also encourage you guys, make sure you're doing your research. 
read, watch the YouTube videos, check out the Indeed and Glassdoor and LinkedIn reviews, talk to other people that work there. I remember a long time ago, I was interviewing at a company that does a satellite radio Mm -hmm. here in the area. And I literally was like, um, I reached out on LinkedIn to about five people Mm -hmm. that were in the group that I think I would be working with or adjacent to. And I asked them, what's it like working there? Yeah. You know, what's so-and-so like? This is even before I had a job offer. Right. I mean, I don't even think I got an interview call, but I just want to know what is it like? Cause I'm not coming over there. If, it, if you're telling me it stinks, right. You know, now everybody's opinions are different, but you know, I definitely want to make sure that, uh, you know, we're, we're do your research basically, Yep. you know, but, but, and also if you find that you're in a bad situation, uh, as it relates to your, 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 you know, an interview or an opportunity, you know, it's just not going to fit. I mean, maybe you don't, perform your best <laughs> i'm not saying intentionally answer questions in a way that'll give you a bad reputation but you know maybe you say this might be one of those times i don't want to put my best feet forward mm-hmm. um, you still might get a call or you can put your best foot forward and see what offer comes in because again remember it is about your brand mm-hmm. but uh i have purposely not performed well when i knew that either this person i'm talking to i cannot deal with mm-hmm. or this environment is not for me right or this thing that they believe I do not agree with. Right. And so I'm like, let me just make sure that I communicate with my body language, with my words, with my, <laughs> you know, storytelling that I'm a different type of person. This ain't it. This ain't it. Yeah. Because you want people to accept you for who you are because you want to find a place that you're happy and excited about as well. Yep. You know, so. I always enjoy our discussions. It's always a good time, sir. Good <laughs> to be back in your presence. Good to be back. Right on. Thanks for listening. To stay up to date with all things covered by design. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor.fm. Excellent. And if you have any feedback for us, we'd love to hear from you. So please drop us a line, leave a message, comments. We appreciate all your support and input. Have a good night. Cheers. Cheers.